still my soul. Hey everybody, this is Phil. Welcome to our Bible study podcast. At the end of this study, please take the time to subscribe to the Glen Springs Church YouTube channel and check out our website. Also, if you live in the Gainesville, Florida area, we would love to have you visit us in person. For now, let's open up the Heavenly Library and may the words of the Holy Spirit sink deep into our hearts. Thanks for joining us. In every that time once again to dig into the Bible and especially the letter of the Ephesians. I'm Phil Robertson joined by Mark Lloyd Sr. And Mark, I just got to say, this is so neat that we just get to do this every week. Every week. Sit down and study God's word and share a few thoughts. And it's interesting. uh, We don't communicate about what we're going to say. And that's probably obvious to most of you. (laughs) We just get here. I've studied, you've studied, and we see what we got to say. And I like that. Well, it's certainly uh, a subject that offers a lot of insight, not only to the character of our Lord, but the character of his people and what they should be. And it is fascinating that every time you get into a study, especially like Ephesians, you maybe see things you didn't see before, or you have things renewed that just need to be renewed in your heart. But then again, other times it just blows you away. And that's kind of where I am in this particular part of the book that you see this massive transformation that is taking place in not just the hearts of those in the first century, but taking place in our lives today. Supposed to be. I'm so glad I'm not the same person I used to be, not that I still don't have a long ways to go, but this is a transformation passage. Exactly, and as I think we've said that before and we'll continue to say it, we don't transform immediately. We're made a new creature immediately. But our transformation goes on because we're learning in Scripture uh, what the Lord wants us to do. And that, that's what he's doing here in Ephesians. He has preached to these brethren, was with them for three years. Uh, and so I can't think that this is only the first time they've heard all of this. No. I think he's reiterating to them, this is what it's got to be. This is how it is. You may get a little weak at times and start to uh, pull back into the world. And he said, no, we can't do that. We cannot do that. We have got to be those who are showing the world uh, through the life that, and the life that we live that we are different. Well, and that's certainly where we are in the text. If you've been following along with us, you know that we're in Ephesians 5. And we finished last week looking at the former life of what would be just any of us uh, before we really came to know the Lord. But yet we need to move beyond that. And and Paul is reiterating, you got to move beyond that. Don't let the world confuse you in what truth is. You need to move beyond that. And here's another therefore. Uh, We've seen that all through really the past couple of chapters. Therefore, therefore, verse one of chapter five, therefore be imitators of God. When we get down to verse seven is therefore, do not become partakers with them, for at one time you were darkness. Yes. And so now what? Now that we're no longer darkness and we don't want to go back there, what should you become? And that's where we pick it up today. Well, it's it, it's so interesting to me. Just like uh, Solomon said in, in Ecclesiastes, there's nothing new under the sun. No. As we look through these things 
that we did last week talking about filthiness and silly talk and coarse jesting. Um, it was going on then. Yeah. And it's going on again. And he is saying to people, this, these are not the people you can be anymore. You have to change uh, the way you approach life and the things you think about, the things uh, that you talk about. Um, all of those things need to change. And, and he's even saying through here, you shouldn't even be talking about these things. Yeah. And so we get so casual sometimes that it's okay that if we talk about people and some of the lives that they live and, and how they live immorally and, and all the things that they're doing, he's saying... Don't even go there. Don't, don't even go there. Yeah. Don't yeah. even go there. Um, understand they're doing these things, but these should not be the things that you're talking about on a continuing basis. Yeah. Don't go there. All right, so let's pick it up in verse 7. We're in Ephesians 5, and how about 7 to 14? You want okay. to just stop there for now? All right, here we go. Therefore, therefore do not become partakers with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Oh, don't we sing a song about <laughs> Awake, O sleeper, and rise from the dead? We, <laughs> I think we do. And that may have been a song back then. That may have been a song back then, but it, it's interesting. Get into the light. Yeah. Get out of the dark. You know what's interesting? I, I look at this, and I immediately was thinking... Galatians 5, you have the exactly. fruit of the Spirit, and then you have the works of, uh, of darkness and unrighteousness. It's, it's as if Paul is taking a little snippet from one of those first letters he wrote, which would be the letter to the Galatians, and, and here he is sharing it again, uh, this time to the church of Ephesus. That's exactly what he's done. His, his little list of goodness and righteousness and truth in verse 9 uh, is a, a smaller version of his fruit of the Spirit, and then he talks about the unfruitful deeds of darkness. Well, he only says that in one little place here, mm -hmm. go back to Galatians, and he has a big list of them. Right. And yeah. then such like. I mean, right. he says, I can't even list them all here. Yeah. And so, uh, yes, I think he's just repeating that. So when we look at this, he's talking about the transformation. Uh, I, I think it's important for us to note this is not some mysterious or magical transformation. Uh, I know that often I, I, in my prayers, will say, Lord, Help me to be a better light. Help me to be more patient. Uh, help me to walk as a children of light and be filled with what you see in the fruit of the Spirit. But it doesn't just happen all of a sudden, bam, you're no. hit with it. You, you're going to probably get it this way. Well, you're going to get a situation in which patience is required. Or you're going to get into a situation where self-control is required. Or you'll get in a situation where love or joy is required. And in those moments, 
Remind yourself who you are. Yes. And that's part of how the transformation takes place. Um, he says in verse 10, interesting, trying to learn yeah. what is pleasing to the Lord. I, I'm not I'm not totally opposed to what that connotation might mean, but I think it's even better proving what. What proving what is pleasing to the Lord? What does the world see that's pleasing to the Lord? They should be able to look at you and say, look how he's reacting here. Look what he's doing here. That is something that's pleasing to the Lord. You're proving to people what's what's pleasing to the Lord. Look at look at you. Well, I, I think uh, we're going to see that part, uh, that point repeated again when we get down to verse 15. Look exactly. carefully how you walk. But uh, I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I, I would like to discuss this in more detail. Try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. I don't think Paul is saying that it's ambiguous. No. You're, you're, yeah, okay, we're just going to have to figure this out. Everybody's going to have to go on their own. You flip and see what the Bible means to you, and you just do what's... I don't think that's his point. No. Uh, to me, I would see it in the light of what you said and also in the idea that not every moment in life has a totally clear direction as if there's a sign that says, this is the way to the heaven or this is the way to hell or this is the way to... I, I think what's required of a believer is I need to get into that situation and really contemplate What's the best way I should go? Yeah. And it requires some cognitive reasoning as well as some evaluation of our own heart. But you have basic background. Right. You know you're to be sober. You're know, you know you're to be kind. You're, you know you're to be gentle. You're, you know that you're not to be a continually angry person. You know all those things. And so I get into a situation, well, I have this as my background. Now, how do I react? Right. Well, I put all those things together. That creates an action on my part because I'm trying to learn what would be pleasing to the Lord. If I have those characteristics as my background, then what I'm doing should be pleasing to the Lord. Well, in the phrase pleasing to the Lord, to me, takes us back up to verse 2, where we are to be like Jesus and offer ourselves yes. as a fragrant offering to the Lord, which was pleasing to the Lord. Exactly. So to begin with a sacrificial spirit, as well as a desire. No, my ultimate desire is not to please myself, but to please my Father. Well, if I go into a burst of anger, or if I am just cussing people out and doing those kind of things. That's probably not a good thing. You, you would say, look, that's, that's not going to be pleasing to the Lord. Right. You should know that. And so... You have two ways to go. You're going to be trying to do those things pleasing to the Lord, or you're going to be going in a direction totally opposite of that, and you know it's not pleasing to the Lord. You're trying to please the Lord. The next verse may be even more challenging for us in the politically correct world that we exactly. live in. Uh, don't just know what's different, what is light and what is dark but have the courage to expose the darkness. Uh, to me, it's a fascinating thought. When we came into this room, it was dark. We turned on the light. The light chased out the darkness. It exposed it. It changed the room. Well, as a child of God, I need to have the courage to do that as well, not, not just with my example, which is certainly going to expose darkness, but sometimes I need to have the faith to say, that's not right. Yes. 
not only am I not living that life, that's exposing, right. and people can see that, but you may get into a situation to say just that. That's wrong. That's wrong. We as Christians cannot do that. That's wrong. And yes, in this day and age that we're in right now, um, that can be a lightning rod in some people's lives. If you were to say, no, you can't do that. Christians cannot do that. Whoa, that may create a situation that now you are at the front of what people are saying. You're a bigot. You're so-and-so. Right. And, okay, if that's what they're saying to me, I'm still trying to do that which is pleasing to the Lord. You know, one of the funniest things that happened to me one time, uh, I was accused of being a fundamentalist. Well, you're a fundamentalist. Yeah. And the first time that was said to me, I was like, what? Fundamentalist? I mean, it sounded almost... You know, like you were just some person who just had no common sense yeah. at all and was just acting out of pure spite. But I went and looked at the word up in the dictionary, and it says someone who takes a matter literally or a written document literally. And I got to well, I guess I am a fundamentalist. Yes, yeah. If I'm fundamentalist when it comes to the word of God, and we shouldn't be ashamed no. of that. Uh, this is our guide. And, and I also look at this from the standpoint that Grace instructs us how to live godly in this age, if I can steal a line from Paul from Titus. Uh, and, and part of grace is having the love to say to somebody, hey, that's not right. And, and that may sound like friction. That may sound like discipline. It may sound like admonishment. And, and I'm sure it is in a way. But it's also grace if you're reaching out to somebody to encourage them don't walk in the darkness, you know, and, and it exposes not only the darkness, but it can expose us too. that I'm not just a believer in action. I'm a believer in word. And that's important. If we take this at two levels, uh, I would do it this way. If we are discussing these things among brethren and you have a brother who's in the wrong, mm -hmm. um, you're to be doing that with a loving attitude and so on and so forth. But you need to be able to say to your brother, that's wrong. That's wrong. That's exposing sin uh, and pointing it out and pointing it out direct directly. Then you have that same situation in the world. Okay, we've got people running all over the world thinking they can do anything. Right. Well, I don't know if it has to be on our agenda that every time we see everybody doing something wrong, we have to right. stand yeah. there and say, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. I don't think that's what is being said here. But if you are put to a situation where, do you think that's wrong? Then as a Christian, you need to say, if Scripture says it's wrong, I think it's wrong. And I, th I believe the Bible says that. And you're using the Bible as your text. Uh, the Bible says that's wrong. It doesn't mean I'm out on the soapbox in the world telling everybody that you're all doing wrong. I don't think that's what this passage right. is saying. Well, and I think if you again, if you went down to a little later in the text, walk with wisdom, yeah. uh, and especially walk with wisdom to those outside, uh, you, you you would be mindful of, okay, what's the best course of action? Exactly. Uh, but we don't need to run away from truth also. Uh, if we can get back to this, the, the phrase that you were talking about, the song, Awake, O sleeper, arise from the dead. 
Those that are asleep that he's speaking to are those that are asleep spiritually yes. and morally. Yes. Wake up. You are dead spiritually and morally if you're not willing to be a light and change. He is talking to brethren here all along through here. And if there are isolated people that he's writing to here that are doing these things, he's saying to them, get out of that. He has said up in verses 4 and 5, you can't go to heaven if you're doing these things. Right. And these are brethren he's talking to. So if I am saved and the Lord's grace is just going to cover me in anything, well, then he doesn't need to be telling us this. He's right. saying to them, no, hey, you cannot do these Don't things. go back to sleep. I won't yeah. be up. Don't yeah. go back there. Do yeah. not yeah. go back to sleep. You know, another way uh, it's interesting to look at it, Mark, too, um, is you go back to the preceding chapter, which especially the verses that lead into this wonderful uh, text on being imitators of God, is he says, let anger and bitterness and wrath and clamor be put away from you. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Realize what's stirring in your heart. That's not good. Uh, if you're acting in malice or unlovingly toward others, wake up. Wake. If you're not being kind or forgiving, wake up. Wake up, you sleeper. Arise from the dead. And, and in a way... When we can learn to see ourselves better and clearer, then we'll see others clearly and have the opportunity to be a better light if there's something we need to expose. This is going back to the Lord saying, cast what? Out of your own eye. Yeah, go. Be in your own eye before you start looking for yeah. the moat in somebody else's eye. Look to yourself in these things. Don't be the person who's finding fault with everybody all the time and never looking at yourself and seeing the huge faults that you may have and either ignoring them or just, right. you know, I'm not worried about. Them. I mean, this is not what's being said here. All right. If you remember also in our previous studies, uh, Paul's really on a theme here, and it's kind of like a five-part lesson on here's how you should walk. If you go back to chapter 4, verse 1, walk in a worthy manner to which you were called. If you get to verse 17, don't walk as the Gentiles walk. So, And then chapter 5, verse 1, walk in love. And so here the text is walk as children of light. And so we're talking about a lifestyle, yes. the way you live your life. And then it's going to carry forth into our study next week. Walk in wisdom, being careful how you walk. It's, it's, it's the way of life that we're looking for. That, and, and it's a wonderful thought, too, though. We can actually be instruments of light from the Lord to this world that is so dark. And even this past week, our world has been hit with darkness again. And if you were watching the news, of course, it can be any week you watch the news. But the world needs lights. Needs oh, us. Just, it's just so horrible that we've had how many deaths up in Buffalo. And a week later, now we have so many deaths uh, down in Texas by individual people shooting uh, these places up. It, it's just mind-boggling to me what's going on in this world today. And as you say, if there's ever a time in the world that they need light, we Christians are supposed to be providing that light. Right. So it gives us purpose. 
and it gives us reason. And we can be the light, as, as Paul says here, a light of the fruit of the light, which comes from the Lord, to show the world what is right, what is true, what is good. And we can do this not only to help the Lord, I mean to help the world, but to be pleasing to the Lord. Yes. And if there's anything I'd like to leave with us is we can please God. Bring joy to our Heavenly Father in the way we live our life. Anything else you want to throw in there? No, I, I think that it's, it's, I am always reminded, especially from Ephesians, just the kind of people we're supposed to be. Yeah. Just, I mean, he just puts it out and points it out so explicitly yeah. of the kind of people we need to be. And so we need to be in the Word seeing exactly these things. Don't ignore these things. This is what's pleasing to the Lord. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, as always, we want you to reach out to us if you have any questions or comments. Uh, please share them with us. And as we've been saying all along, we hope that we can all continue to know and understand the love of our Lord and be filled with all the fullness of God. But we'll add one thought to that today, Mark. Go out there today. Be pleasing to your Lord by being a child of the light. God bless you. Thanks for joining us. Good day, brother. The Lord is in His holy temple. Again, thanks for listening. If you live in north-central Florida or you're just passing through, we would love to have you visit us at the Glen Springs Road Church of Christ. Also, check out our website, glenspringschurch.com. You can learn more about our church family and how to contact us. Until next time, God bless. Keep silence before him.